Hey, I'm Michael, and this is Michael in the Middle. It's an intergenerational relational podcast for people who are interested in better human interaction. I'm glad you're here. Well, hey, friends. Uh, After a one-week hiatus, um, after a trip to New York City, which I'll talk about here in just a few minutes, uh, Michael in the Middle is back with episode 24. And um, wow, um, a lot can happen in a couple of weeks. And uh, grateful for all the feedback that we've gotten um, from the episode that we did, um, episode 23, which was out a couple of weeks ago with uh, our, our three sons. Uh, we got to be together with uh, Austin and Rebecca uh, up in uh, New York City and hang out with them and uh, Homer Crawford Johnson, who is now one year old. Um, That little guy is just an absolute blast. Uh, If you're able to watch this episode uh, via YouTube, you can see a picture of him there. Uh, What a delightful little guy. His favorite word so far, apparently after mama and dada, (laughs) is hat. He says hat a lot. He likes to wear hats, and so uh, I'm uh, wearing one uh, today in his honor and uh, thinking about some really good times that we had up there in Brooklyn and uh, other parts of New York City. Boy, it's a place that has a lot of people, a lot of buildings, a lot of concrete, a lot of steel, a lot of bridges, a lot of trains uh, and cars and trucks. It's a, it's a place that just is teeming with energy. And, um, I've, uh, I've talked about it in other places. Um, you know, sometimes people think that, uh, you know, New York is and the East coast is full of people who are always pushing and shoving. Mainly they're just trying to, uh, get somewhere <laughs> and, and they have to kind of work around other people, uh, to do so sometimes. Um, really falling in love with the New York City area, and um, I uh, I can't wait to get back. Uh, some of the things that we saw during that time, in addition to being able uh, to hang out uh, with um, with Austin and Rebecca, Sarah and Rebecca got to spend uh, a little more time together, uh, just the two of them. Um, they have a great nanny there that can stay with Homer sometimes, and so um, Sarah and Rebecca had some really rich times of fellowship and, uh, and that was very cool. Uh, we stayed in a, in a neat place. The Brooklyn uh, Sheraton is right downtown Brooklyn, New York, and uh, not too far away from a, a subway stop that uh, I'm not talking about a sandwich shop. I'm talking about a place where you go down in the ground and get on a train. Um, if you've never been on a New York uh, train or subway, It's just amazing because that's the way so many people have to get around. Uh, The sights and sounds are like nothing else. You can be above ground one minute and uh, below uh, the next. we uh, spent a fortune on Uber rides. Um, I think I counted Japan, China, uh, 
Haiti, Dominican Republic, um, and then there was India, Bangladesh, and Egypt, as I recall, uh, with those who uh, were carrying us around. Uh, we took a trip up uh, to the north side of Manhattan, far north Manhattan, actually Riverdale, New York, where Manhattan College is, uh, and we're able to take in a, a basketball game up there, courtesy of uh, our, our friend um, Josh Pittman, who's the director of basketball operations at Manhattan College. They were playing Iona, coached by uh, the very famous Rick Patino now, who's coaching at smaller colleges uh, these days. But uh, the ride-up was very interesting. Uh, our friend Mohammed from India had a very nice uh, Cadillac we happened to be able to be lucky enough to get into for the ride-up. Uh, it was uh, not quite 20 miles, and it took over an hour and a half. And at one point, it was very quiet in the car, and Sarah and I were talking, and I leaned up and I said, well, Mohammed, if, if we weren't in the car, what would you be listening to? And here's a sample of what that ride was like uh, on Friday night a week ago. really fascinating to talk to people from these different cultures. And one of the things that I came away from uh, that trip to New York was you're not going to have a, a real long time to lay out life stories and all of that. You're going to have a few brief moments. And, 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 and I think in, in each case, I wanted to make sure that I was kind and that I was interested in their story as much as telling them mine. And, um, I, I, I just have to say that my heart is drawn toward New York and I can't wait to go back and, and meet some more people from different parts of the world, because apparently New York is still that place where people just pour in and, uh, try to find their way and, and, and do their thing. And, and, um, you know, I, I, um, can't say enough good things about it. It was, it was a wonderful experience. Uh, Sarah and I went with Rebecca, um, Austin had to be at work, um, on Friday afternoon. And we, we went down into lower Manhattan and, uh, and took in the sights and sounds of the area of where the nine 11 attacks occurred back in 2001. It's amazing that over 20 years later, you can still feel the sense of awe and, and to a certain extent, even reverence, um, there's identical memorials uh, where the two World Trade Center towers uh, formerly stood, and the names of the people who perished in each of those towers is um, inscribed in the uh, in in the 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 sort of countertops that go all the way around. the 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 stone etching in those squares is just it's just very very interesting and and, and humbling. Um, there's a uh, there's great shopping uh, across the way in a, in a World Trade Center, I think they call it, um, area of, of shopping. And um, it's overwhelming building, really, the, the, 
the the arches in in this building and then you get down on those ground floors and it's like a regular mall um but so big and then you walk outside and you look up at the at the new tower that's been built uh kind of symbolically um you know not so much out of defiance but just a reminder that there's a resilience in uh, <clears throat> the american people and the people of new york city um, and this, this amazing building that stretches to the sky, um, just pretty well over overwhelming in, in a lot of ways <clears throat> on Saturday, um, um, our son, Austin, who is a part of the cast of Saturday night live had to be at work. I don't know, 1230, one o'clock, whatever it was in the afternoon, uh, for some final rehearsals. And <clears throat> I had planned to, uh, just stay behind with, uh, Sarah and Rebecca and Homer, but, um, I recognized that Austin was going to have about a 20 or 30 minute walk to the subway and then another uh, 20 minutes on the ride in to Rockefeller Center. And I just said, hey, I'll, I'll go with you. And this is um, a shot. Again, if you're watching, you can see uh, us there on the train. And and uh, it was a great time to be together uh, with our son in that way. And uh, we got down uh, to Rockefeller Center and Austin went on in to NBC studios and, and reported for work. And I began to walk around uh, that general area and Rockefeller center. <clears throat> if you've ever been there, it's a, it's a really iconic skating rink that's available. I don't know if it's year round or not because it actually does get really hot in New York city during the summertime. Uh, but um, th this particular shot is, is kind of right in front of where the Christmas tree is placed each year. And if you look straight through, uh, again, if you're watching, you can see uh, that fan-shaped architecture that's at the at the back of the picture. That's actually Saks Fifth Avenue, uh, the the famous store there. Fifth Avenue in New York is a is one of the world's most famous shopping districts. Um, it's a it's it's a beautiful thoroughfare, um, <clears throat> and um, you know what's interesting to me is all of the uh, the commerce that's taking place, all the commercial retail kinds of things that are going on. And then right across the street from it is, uh, the iconic St. Patrick's cathedral. Um, this, uh, place that is just so beautiful and, and, and so ornate. Um, it, uh, the, the spires don't reach as high as, you know, some of the other buildings there, but, uh, boy, it's just, it's just a striking image, uh, as you stand there on the corner, and um, I found myself walking over into the cathedral. I'd never stepped inside all the times I've been to New York City. And I was just overwhelmed by the beauty. It's just, it's just unbelievable, the architecture and how so much attention to detail has been paid. And um, I uh, found myself uh, thinking a lot about all of the different people that are making their way around in New York City at any given time. And and how in the world could I, could I make a difference in anybody's life? Um, you know, on a global scale, um, I, I, I found myself sitting in a pew for a little while and I, I reached in and <coughs> excuse me, pulled out a hymnal from the rack there in front of me and I'm in St. Patrick's cathedral, but apparently somebody named Michael made a good impression on somebody because the hymnal is the St. Michael hymnal. Uh, they're not talking about me. I know that, but, uh, I enjoyed leafing through the pages of that hymnal and, and reading through some of the songs that I, uh, knew 
uh, by title and by verse. And then there were a lot of songs that I'd never uh, seen before. And, and it was a very moving moment. As you come into St. Patrick's Cathedral, there's an opportunity almost immediately to make a donation because <laughs> it's very expensive to keep up a building of that age and, and, um, and, and that immensity, it, 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 there's just so much going on there at any given time. Um, and so there were a lot of people in there, uh, at the same time I was, this is about two o'clock, maybe two thirty on a Saturday afternoon. And, um, I'm not a Catholic, uh, I, I don't, I don't know how many of you who would be listening are Nazarene and, and know much about that, but Nazarenes and Catholics have some ties historically way back in the early, uh, formation of the Christian church. But in terms of our practices, there's, they're, they're not all that similar, uh, on a given Sunday. But, uh, one thing I really like about the Catholic tradition is the opportunity to, uh, light a candle and say a prayer. And so, um, like I said, you got opportunities to, um, make a donation if you want to. And I took my phone and I took a picture of the little, uh, um, the, the, the square, the, the, um, the QR code that, you, you know, will take you to a webpage and I made a $10 donation and, uh, they've already thanked me for it, by the way, they have really good systems. <laughs> Anyway, uh, I made that $10 donation. I thought, you know what? Here's this box of candles. I think I'm, I think I'm going to light a candle. Nobody was asking me to prove that I was a member of the Catholic church. It was just, it was just there. It was just available. And, and so I took one of those candles out of the box there and placed it in a votive. And then there's these kind of wick sticks that, you know, are, are used to take flame from, uh, one of the other candles, and then you can light yours. And um, if you can see the picture there, the, the the votive, the candle that's burning there right in the middle of the picture is the one that I lit. And I found myself deeply moved by the opportunity to pray for my family and to pray for, um, you know, our, our sons and, and their wives and, and their kids and, and in, in particular, I mean, because we're there in that huge city and Austin Rebecca and be raising little Homer there for a good part of, of his early life for sure. And, um, and, and, and I, then I found myself praying for the city of New York and, and, and all those people that bump into each other and, and people that we were meeting that I might not ever see again. And I, man, I was just kind of, um, I, I don't want to say I was overwhelmed, but I was deeply moved by the experience uh, to stand there in in a place that was somewhat foreign to me uh, by experience, but it felt very familiar in terms of where my heart was in that moment. Uh, we spend a lot of time talking about the things that divide us, um, and there's a lot that brings us together too, or at least there ought to be, especially for Christians. And uh, so I'm, I'm I'm thinking a lot about that. I I, I can't. I've said this several times. I, I maybe can't change the world, but maybe I could change the world for somebody. And that was one of the prayers that I was praying. Lord, help me when I encounter somebody uh, today and, and tomorrow and all the tomorrows that are to come. Um, help me be an agent of your grace. Uh, help me be somebody that helps the person that I come in contact with feel a sense that, 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 somebody is for them. And that person is, is God. That person is Jesus. Um, 
you know, I, I, I don't mean to get too preachy here, uh, with this podcast or even in this particular segment, but well, we can spend a lot of time thinking about things that, that we don't like about somebody else. But I just have to remember that, that I, if I truly believe, you know, the Bible that we're all created in the image of God and that, that we need to, we need to offer dignity and worth to every person we come in contact with. That won't mean that we always agree on everything, but it, it will mean that we offer dignity and respect, uh, to, to people. Um, in the summer of 2019, Sarah and I went out to the Nazarene youth conference at, um, uh, in, in Phoenix. And, uh, we were there for the last two or three days of that conference. And then we'd made arrangements to stay over for, uh, a little extended time. And, and, uh, we were going to go to the Las Vegas area, got a good deal on, uh, on a hotel in Henderson, Nevada, outside of Las Vegas. And before we went, we stopped by the Grand Canyon and boy, it is just unbelievable how vast, um, you know, the, the grand canyon is I, I it is i don't think there are words to fully articulate it you've got to see it to believe it um we had a good time there i made sure to wear my treveca shirt so you know i could uh, you know advertise for treveca at, at one of the great wonders of the world and there was an encounter that we had there that uh, i ended up writing about and uh, as i kind of wind down this particular episode i, I want to share that with you this is from a blog I wrote back in uh, July uh, of 2019. Paying attention to the beauty that surround us may include one of the so-called seven wonders of the world, or perhaps one of the approximately 8 billion unique individuals in the world. The Grand Canyon is awe-inspiring, and people travel from all over the world to see it. Lee Young Kwan and his wife and two sons from Korea did so on Sunday, July 14, 2019. I saw Lee taking photos of his family and even offered to take one of all four of them together. Uh, shortly thereafter, I looked back down and I saw Lee's wife taking a photo of him standing on the rocks above this masterpiece of creation. And I took a photo of it to serve as a reminder of the love he and his family obviously shared for one another. And if you're watching, Here's that picture of Lee standing there above the Grand Canyon, smiling at his adoring wife and family. And as far as I know, that's one of the few pictures of him because he was always taking pictures of everybody and everything else. Well, Sarah and I headed on up to uh, Las Vegas area and uh, we, we had three days of R and R uh, there in that, in that area. boy, it was hot. I'll tell you that. Um, this wasn't in the blog, but I, I, it was incredibly warm while we were there. We took in some of the sites of Las Vegas, and, and it was okay. But mainly, we just had a great time being together. So it, now we're we're Wednesday. Uh, this is uh, three full days later after we've run into Lee and his wife and family in the Grand Canyon. Um, <clears throat> we uh, dropped off our rental car at the Las Vegas airport and got on the shuttle bus en route to the terminal a bit early for our flight home. Now, let me just say, we made a conscious decision to try to get to the Las Vegas airport a little earlier than usual, and we were there in plenty of time. But guess who was on our shuttle bus? <laughs> I thought I recognized Lee, but I still asked, were you at the Grand Canyon on Sunday? Yes, yes, 
I took a picture of you and your family. Oh, yes, yes, thank you. And I took this picture of you too. Not you too, the, you know, the singing group, but you, comma, too. <laughs> Lee and his family were overjoyed. He took a picture of his picture on my phone. We exchanged business cards. And um, although my plans to go to Seoul, Korea in February of 2020 were short-circuited by the COVID outbreak, I hope Lee and I meet again someday. Chances are I may never see Lee and his family again, but I saw them twice in four days. That's a one in 8 billion chance. So here's what I want to say to you. You may think the odds of your situation or the situation of someone you know and love, you may think these odds are not stacked in your or their favor, but I'm here to tell you, this is what I believe. God knows your name. God knows their name and has a picture of y'all in his phone. Maybe that's a little corny, but I believe it's true. I want you to be encouraged and encourage someone else with an act of kindness that may be as simple as paying attention. You never know who you might run into. That's what I want to leave with you today. People are all around us. We see people all the time. We see people in mass. We see people in groups. We even see people in, in smaller settings. We see their bodies. Do we see their souls? Do we see them as precious in the sight of God? Um, I'm, uh, I'm pretty convinced that, that one of the best things Christians could do, you know, there's a lot of talk about people who are turning away from the church and organized religion. And, Honestly, maybe one of the reasons most often cited is that they, people who leave see things in people who say they believe and follow after God, but they don't, they don't see and sense a feel of actual caring. Um, <clears throat> I want to close with a quote from one of my favorite books from 30 years ago, a guy named Ken Geyer, G-I-R-E, wrote a book called Windows of the Soul, and it remains um, a very important book in my life. I, I won't go into detail about it right now, but <clears throat> excuse me, it's a book about finding what it is that you are gifted to do and, and chasing after that. Um, and um, I mean, it's just a great book, but here, here's a quote from Ken Geyer, Windows of the Soul, that relates to what I'm talking about in terms of seeing others and taking time to notice them. Here's what Geyer said. I know a wheel is starting to fall off when the meal I'm preparing becomes more important than the people I'm preparing it for. When my work becomes more important than the family I'm working for to support. When a point I'm making becomes more important than the person I'm making it to. That's how I can tell I've lost the still axis. When I lose sight of what's more important, when I lose a sense of the sacredness of another human being, especially the human beings closest to me, especially the ones in my family. I want to close with this. Michael in the Middle is designed, as it says in the opening, for people who are interested in better human interaction. And I usually close with something like this. I hope you find yourself getting in the middle 
of doing something good for someone else because it won't just be good for them. It'll be good for you too. You, comma, too. <laughs> Not you too, because we still haven't found what we're looking for, right? <laughs> oh my goodness. I think it's time to cut it off. Thanks for being here with me. And we'll see you next week. I'm excited uh, about what we're going to be able to bring to you based on the schedule for next week. I'll, that's about all the teas I can offer for you. But uh, I think it's going to be a good one. Thanks for being in here with me, being in the middle uh, of making life better for other people. I think, I think it's important. And I think we're making progress. 